Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Peyton. Hi, Peyton. Hey, Peyton. Hello. So in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Job Site Brewing Company, which is in Stratford, Ontario. <laughs> I'm excited for this one, boys. I've been, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I have also been there, <laughs> there you go. this week. Uh, <laughs> so two beers are on tap for today's episode. The first is Impact, which is a West Coast IPA, and the second is Welder's Flash, which is a white stout. Nice. Another white stout. Yeah. Excited for that. So to end the episode, we're going to be discussing our personal New Year resolutions of 2022. Job site is located at 45 Cambridge Street in Stratford, just two blocks from downtown. I mean, I should know. I'm there enough. Yep, that is very uh, I do true. You know the actual location of it. Yeah. Uh, and the idea of job site was started during a conversation during a lunch break. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, at a Walmart. Walmart. Walmart? No. <laughs> brewery? No. Uh, on a job site. Oh, oh okay. Wow. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Doesn't it? Uh, so the brewery was founded by both Phil Bueller and Dave Oldenberger as they had worked together for nine years in the construction industry oh. on job sites. Okay. Uh, and uh, basically, after they did a craft beer tour back in 2016, they decided to put their passion of craft beer to use, um, you know, just in a kind of different area of expertise. Yeah. In making the beer instead in, of like instead you know, of drinking, drinking it, it. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> really constructing it, if you will. Yeah. So the building actually shares space with Junction Fifty Six Distillery, um, which I mean they've got some good product too. So they absolutely should, do. Yeah, def- definitely check that out. Now it used to be an old Timber Mart, uh, which used to be Pounders, I believe. Yeah, right? Pounder Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually stopped in there many times before. So it's actually kind of interesting to see this kind of like molding of um, using a building for construction products. Yeah. To now have job site in there comes so full circle. Very mm-hmm. very full circle circle. So they did have some uh, leftover lumber which they used for tables, bar, and overall concept of the building. So it's nice to see that kind of mesh together, right? And producer Peyton chiming in here, um, just wanted to state that he actually went to the Scouts program with uh, Brewer Phil. Oh, yes. So I wonder, you know, way back in the day, how much they were talking about beer. Did they get the beer badge when they were doing Scouts? <laughs> yeah. uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the brewery has a very creative layout, almost like a faint L shape, if you will, because, you know, there's a long narrow dot at the back and then kind of angled towards the front. Uh, it does is fully accessible. That allows for special events, you know, seating up to 300 people when they are able to be at full capacity. Wow. So uh, pretty big, though. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a pretty big brewery, for sure. Actually, actually, one of the biggest places in Stratford yeah. in terms of being able to eat at, I would say. Uh, so it allows for locals and tourists to learn, interact, and enjoy the beer from this huh, construction-themed brewery. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> it does. Uh, so when they started the brewery, they actually sunk in around a quarter million uh, yeah. to develop the business plan. And it actually opened its doors in the summer of 2018. So it's been open for a good three and a half years now. I, and I will state, I was also there day one. 
<laughs> and day two. <laughs> and day 500. <laughs> yeah. I got that. Meet all the milestones. Yeah. That's true. Well, it's know, my most checked in place on Untapped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure it is. So, you know what? I'm just going to kind of take a pause on that. The sinking the money in and then doing their uh, development of the business plan. I think like that is crucial for the livelihood of the business and the sustainability of it, right? You put the time, the money in ahead of time. um, And then you can really see that kind of come to fruition as you move along. You don't Mm want to go ahead, sink a lot of time and money into it. And then just nothing kind of, it just flounders, right? So it's really nice to see that they, they really put in a, a lot of energy ahead of time. So absolutely. And you know how, you know, as the business changes, the world changes, um, business is going to change. So originally the plan was never to enter the LCBO beer store right. because, you know, pandemic and everything else. Adapt. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it was a craft beer business. So right. when I had a discussion with Phil, um, they actually currently in the process of getting a possible seven SKUs in the LCBO by the end of 2022 and potentially beer store as well. Oh, wow, that'd be huge. And that's a lot of SKUs to start with, right? Like usually you might get in with, you know, one or two, but seven, that's... Well, pretty much it's one of those things where they're just trying to apply for everything and see what hits. All right. gets in. Shotgun method, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That makes more sense. And we, we've, we've seen in the past that they had their labels were basically just an orange can and they put a, a sticker on it about which beer it was. And they've mm-hmm. really started to add like actual can Images, art. Yes. Yeah. Within the last three months or so has really taken off. And a lot of them actually been really creative too. Yeah. So I wonder if that's Part of the reason is because sure if they're is. looking to put it in the LCBO, you're going to want to have actual can art rather than just a sticker of what beer it is. And this is just me, but I really hope awkward moments hits the LCBO. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you'll, you'll probably see that uh, when, when we post some of the beers we've had before. But uh, how would you describe that can art, Brett? Uh, let's just say an honorary plumber. <laughs> I thought that it was they're playing homage to you. At the bird. I thought that's what that was. Uh, no. That okay. awkward moment when Brett walks in the brewery. <laughs> yeah. They know I'm there for a good time and potentially a long time. Yeah. Uh, also, Phil's noted that amid COVID restrictions, there might be more outside of the toolbox uh, beers experimented with in 2022. So, you know, things are able to kind of stay open. Uh, so a test of that was actually in their uh, advent calendar. Uh, Christmas advent calendar. So they had 25 different beers. And the last one they had was actually what's called a frozen lager or an ice buck, mm-hmm. which is actually brewed then frozen outside, which allows the malt to separate from the water due to the cooler temperatures, which then hires the alcohol content. So normally it's going to start like a 9%, but it could get as high as 15% given the elements. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I've heard, I've never had an ice buck, I don't think, um, but I, I've heard that they're very, very difficult to brew. Um, Correct. Which makes sense because if you're basically relying on outdoor temperatures, then, you know, it's kind of at your mercy. So pretty much just don't do it in the summertime. Uh, yeah, that that would not go well. <laughs> so also with the, the business plan kind of changing, um, Phil's kind of taking a little bit more of a back seat uh, when it comes to brewing. He's only brewed about four beers since August with uh, the manager, Jesse, kind of taking over most of the load. Uh, and job site's able to produce around 1,600 liters of beer a week. Wow. And yeah. you'll see some of the tanks on our Instagram when we get there. So uh, producer Peyton wants us to kind of circle back to the overall look of the brewery. So Mm -hmm. he he did mention that uh, the bar top actually has carpenter tools uh, covered with epoxy. And so that's that's really a neat touch. So you're basically drinking your beer on top of tools, right? Like you're at a job site. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you get their flights, they actually have different colored nails too. So like red is IPA, blue is cream ale, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. 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 It's all nicely tied in. Yeah. And so they've added some more technology kind of as they went along, right? So we talked about the the implementation of a canning machine in 2020. 
um, which is kind of like, I guess you have it listed here as a community machine, right? So yes. um, other breweries within the Stratford area also uh, use the same kind of canning machine. So again, we get that kind of collaborative approach with the local breweries uh, coming together. Yes. Yeah, nice. So for example, there they shared a lot with Black Swan. It was kind of funny because uh, Black Swan has brewed a chocolate milk stout and Job Site brewed a chocolate milk stout and they didn't know that they were doing it. So when they pat, when job site passed a canning machine to black Swan, it's like, Oh, here's a chocolate milk stout. And they're like, Oh, here's our chocolate milk stout. Uh, <laughs> they didn't know. So they, br- they brewed it basically at the same time. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They had no idea what was going on. <laughs> kind of funny. That's hilarious. Um, so let's, I, we know that Brett has been to the brewery. Yeah. Um, I have not been there. Um, have you been Tyler? I have. I've been a handful of times, actually. I've, I've gone with Brett and producer Peyton a couple times. But not Chris. Um, yep. As he just said, he's not <laughs> yeah, been there. No, I have not been there. Yep, we'll so, get you there sometime next year. Yeah. It, I, I'd like to go. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, a little bit further. You guys are always usually in that area. Um, whereas I'm not usually in Stratford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's actually a seat there that's uh, a little bit worn out from where Fife is. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Fife's Corner, they call it. They're going to be hanging signs. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, on Untapped, the uh, Phil and everybody who's beer there has been 97 different beers. And seltzers, I guess, because they have made a couple seltzers. They've dabbled. Um, As one does. I've had 61 of them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So that is around 63% of the total beers that have been created at Jobsite I've had. Uh, our producer, Peyton, 46. Wow. And Quite a bit as well. this is a surprising fact because obviously sometimes I bring a couple beverages here. So does producer Peyton. Chris, you've had more than Tyler has. I true. have, yes. yes. true. So Chris, you've had 14. Tyler, you've had 10. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing is, I think when I, I've been to the breweries is I haven't got any of the flights. So again, I could have probably stacked up more different styles, but I, I usually just go for a pint because I know I have an hour drive home. So and maybe you've had some before you had untapped. I don't know. Yes, that that's is yeah, actually that true as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, no, good call. So in terms of highest ratings, uh, I've rated a couple of five. Who could have thought? What a surprise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so the apricot. A couple. Yeah, a couple. So the apricot peach sour splinter. And the Sparkler, which was just just recently re-released, so it's our Sour IPA. Uh, very, very good. Which is actually kind of a surprise, because that's only 2 out of 61, which is lower than your normal percentage on Untap. So you know what? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Good for you, man. He, Thank he, you. He, he's giving critical ratings yeah. to Jobsite. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that is. Well, my highest rating of Jobsite beers was their Talus Single Hop. I gave it a 4.25, and that was actually one that we tried on one of our producer specials just a few weeks ago, uh, when we had the different single hops that we tried. Yeah, and I'm a 4.25 on the Handyman Harvest and the Takis single hop. And producer Payton? Yes, so he really enjoys the cream ale and both the both light duties with juice. Uh, he's rated both of them a 4.5. Big juice guy. Yeah, and as our listeners will see, most of these beers also have that job site type theme. Yes. So like the cream ale is called 2 by 4 So yeah. Payton's been juicing. You heard it here first. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so just to kind of give you an update in terms of maybe what's hitting... The old taps uh, later on. Uh, so they brought, they will be bringing back their Black Forest Sour, a little different puree and East Providers. So it's going to be a little bit different than last year's version. Along with a New England IPA, might be called Plaid Days. He's not sure yet. Uh, <laughs> using Triple Purr and Cascade. So I had both of those out of the, um, before they hit the fermenter. Oh, I was wow. there. And it's actually a collab with Black Roads in London. Nice. 
Um, so yeah, uh, another major component of job site is their wood fired pizzas. Um, Brett, I believe you believe that this is the best pizza in Stratford. Correct. Uh, as well, they've got a nice soft pretzel and some house made beer love mustard. Me a soft pretzel. You just, do love your soft just pretzels. new starting in December. Just starting. Get there. There you go. Uh, All right, there you go. So the hours at the brewery Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday, eleven to eight. Friday and Saturday, eleven to nine, and Sunday, eleven to four. Yeah, and if you're going, you might as well join in the points program, or as they call it, the Fife's points program. Or if they don't, they should. Uh, what that means is every thousand points earns you a free pizza with both the in-house and retail purchases. So, so, so Brett, you're at what, like hundred thousand points so far now, or? Well, it subtracts. Like once you get a thousand points, and then. It's put oh, in. Oh, you, you take it away. Yeah, yeah, take it away. Yeah. Take and take out. <laughs> uh, delivery. So in town is free within Stratford, and then $12 for a flat rate shipping outside of the area. Nice. So um, you can cash in literally on the points program. Yeah. So when you're in town, go ahead and get yourself a free pizza if you have those 1,000 points. There you go. Well, as always, we're going to link their information on our social media so that you guys can check them out. And let's get to work on the first beer, boys. Thank you to the whole team at Job Site, including Phil, which has provided the beers on today's episode, or in honor of Betty White passing away. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Hey, yeah. I'm wearing Betty thank White you. in my sh- <laughs> Literally, Golden Girls t-shirt. You are. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, the first beer we have today is called Impact, which is an IPA. 6.9 ABVs and 39 IBUs. Oh, five. I tell <laughs> So the beer uh, is noted as a blend of East Coast and West Coast styles of IPA. Um, so I don't know why we just don't call these central IPAs. I, really, we need to start coming up with that, right? Middle. <laughs> I just <laughs> Middle IPAs. The hop bite is kept to a minimum, so it says, while showcasing the aroma of the hops. And we're going to talk about some of those hops a little bit later on. Um, oats are added to give the beer thickness and kind of like this multi kind of backbone um, throughout. So um, we're going to kind of see some of the colors when we open it up and take a look at it because it's, it's not really a traditional kind of East Coast, West Coast traditional IPA, right? So we're going to see right. a, a bit different in the color scheme. So the ingredients in the beer include, uh, first of all, water. Mm. Uh, who who could have thought about that? Uh, two row, homey, and crystal malt. That's along honey. with That's honey. Ooh. That's a typo. Honey, <laughs> honey malt, all right, uh, w- along with some flaked oats. And the hops included our Cascade, Simcoe, Amarillo, and the later uh, two, Simcoe and Amarillo, are added in the dry hop process. Nice. That is correct. So you can follow us on, on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on Instagram mm-hmm. at Craft Beer Cons. Just had to throw that in there right now. Nice. Uh, the overall rating for Impact is 3.61 out of 5. With 619 check-ins. And producer Peyton popping in real quick here. The can has 209 ratings, 3.61. The bottle, so originally when it was actually opened, they had 650 milliliter bottles. And Chris, I think you said that you've had a couple beers from there. I did, yeah. Or out of the bottle, 3.53. Draft, 158, 3.66. Crowler, 20, a 2.64. Oh, wow. (laughs) And Growler, 17 check-ins. 3.65 3.65 and tasters 129. Oh, Peyton's just giving us everything. Yeah. 3.60. Well done, Peyton. Jeez. Whew. That was a step back and a Hail Mary. <laughs> um, all right. So let's grab our cans. Let's grab our glasses and 
for the first time in 2022. Let's open her up. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. 2022, and some things never change. The it's, one th- a, it's a full can. <laughs> I was going to say, the one thing I never get disappointed with uh, with Jobsite is the cans are always fully 355 milliliters. Yeah. And that's usually done, and we, we've talked about this with other breweries as well, is by filling the can up as high as it is. It's not necessarily for our benefit, um, but it's for the beer's benefit, which I guess alternatively is for our benefit. Um, yeah. it, it fills it up to the top, which keeps that freshness in. That's right. So since this is a middle IPA, we're drinking out of a middle IPA glass. <laughs> so make sure to use your proper glass. <laughs> I love how you chuckled to your own joke. Yeah. <laughs> we're only drinking out of the middle of the glass, not yeah. out of the sides. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we see here on the pour is, uh, depending on how you pour it, uh, but looking at basically uh, all three of ours, is there's a lot of head on it. A lot of head. Chris yeah. more than... Ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about tight bubble formation. Uh, Peyton would love that. A nice tight bubble formation. Oh, yeah. Um, if that's, that's two Peyton Manning jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Just FYI. Yeah. Good job. Thank Good you. job. Good job. Um, and in color. You guys want to talk about the color? We talked about it basically with the molds uh, being added in with this one. Um, what do you guys see on the color? It's quite dark. Um, and we will mention that on Untapped, it's actually labeled as a red IPA. Uh Nowhere on their website or on the can does it say it's a red IPA. So I feel as though that was a mistake due to the former manager, Dean, who's one of my good friends. When he put all the beers in untapped, uh, he obviously did not click the right button. Wow. Well, you did, know, what? did you hear that bus that just ran Dean over? Yeah, well, yeah. I think we're saying uh, former friend Dean, uh, <laughs> but when we look at it, we do have some. I'd say this is a very copper in, in the hue. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I would agree with that, and definitely um, just taking a smell here. Yeah, we haven't talked about this. Yes, not the aroma yet. That's good. It, you definitely kind of get that a little bit of uh, uh, of maltiness coming through on the nose. Absolutely. So, Tyler, yeah, you want to taste it or no? I would love to taste it. Okay. I would absolutely enjoy tasting. Well, this. then let's go ahead and do that. All right. Thoughts, gentlemen. So I haven't had this before. Yeah, so I'll let you lead. Yeah, very, very new to me. Um, bitterness coming in heavier on the back end. Um, yeah. I just, as I kind of like sip, kind of progress through it, I'm looking at producer Pete and they're poor. Same, similar kind of thing on the head there. It's the first this time I good. actually see his, see his glass, so that's nice to comment on that. Um, and he's using the proper glassware as well. Proper yes. glassware, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the maltiness. Is, is is present too. So forward on multi, bitter on the back end. That's what so I'm getting almost so like, right now. It, is it hitting that blend? It's doing what it's supposed to do. I think, that, again, that's it's, the, the IPA kind of traditional is not really there. Um, but I guess that's kind of the mix between the East and the West Coast, right? Because I can't pin it as a New England. I, I, like, I can't no. do that as a West Coast, right? So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Chris? Yeah, I... I agree with everything. I'm getting quite a bit of, of the hoppiness coming through. Um, and I I think, you know, we mentioned it is labeled as a red IPA. I think it does have some of that red IPA characteristics, like uh, heavy on the malts, almost a little bit of like an amber-ish type, yep. f- you know, flavoring to it with kind of, you know. The multi-characteristics. Yeah, yeah, like even like a bit of caramel, that sort of thing. Well, I will say that the last red IPA in the podcast was not very good. So this one is <laughs> better than that. 
Yes, uh, th- this is a, a good beer for um, for a red IPA, if it were a red yeah. IPA, right? And one thing to kind of mention with this as well is um, there's a lot of fresh powder out there today. Uh, <laughs> and, we, and we've and we refrigerated these beers by the, the natural refrigeration. So these beers are actually, it, like, it, it it's is quite cold. cold. It, it, it's colder than the refrigerator. L- literally right? sat in my garage and then made the, you know, trip you, here. You are the beers. Huh? You are the beers. <laughs> the beers, not me. Yeah, okay. it, it's almost like we were making our own ice box. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. But like this is colder than a refrigerator. And I it think is. that it actually helps with the flavor profile, the maltiness, and it really helps with that aroma. And then the flavors kind of come to the forefront a bit more maybe because it is a bit colder than the traditional refrigerator. Absolutely. And you can still see if you take a nice close look at it, you can see the floating bubbles throughout. I know it's, it's not absolutely like clear, but you can definitely yeah. tell if you put, you know, Right, right, close. Decent carbonation. I don't, yeah, it's not it's, overly carbonated, but again, no. I think that's because the IPA style isn't super, super carbonated generally, right? So um, I like this. I can get a little bit of caramel in it. But yes. do you want to talk about any of the flavors that you, uh, do you want so to go through? I, I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I'll, I'll go through the top five flavor profiles. We yep. can all do that. Yep. So, number one, hoppy. Yeah, I, I would say it, it definitely is hoppy. That's the first thing that kind of yeah. jumps out I get out the, at me. the hops right, right off the One bat. thing I do want to add in here, sorry, before we yeah, continue, is that the 2.64 from Producer Paint was a fat finger, um, and it was supposed to be a 3.64. So the, oh, for the, the crowler. The crowler yeah. is, is actually a 3.64. Incomplete pass. <laughs> there it is. There's another. Another. So we're glad that we got that in there. Um, and then they also on the can have the independent craft brewer stamp. So Hoppy was number one. Number two, smooth. I find this going down very, very smooth. Yeah, I don't think it's number two. Yeah, okay. I, I would agree. I, I wouldn't put it number two, but it it's a smooth uh, IPA. It could be in the five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number three, malty. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yeah, I would multi. put that number two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is where things kind of get different with Untapped sometimes, because number four and number five are pretty much the exact same thing, <laughs> just with two letters added. So number four is caramel, and number five is caramelly. Yeah, pretty much the same thing, eh? Yeah. Uh, um, I, I would say, yeah, there's a little bit of, of that caramel coming through. Not a lot, like not as much as you would expect from, like I said, an amber, but there's a hint there. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think we could probably go with five on this one. I mean, producer Peyton is saying maybe there's four. We we've done the last two episodes talked about how maybe you don't have to do the five, but um, and I and I can understand that. But with this one, I would throw in bitterness. Yeah, uh, yes, I would throw right? in bitterness. I would on say the back it's, end it's especially. Bitter. Right, yeah. and and Peyton says the same thing. Like we can get five in here. There, I think there f- five is warranted. Um, the caramel, caramelly, probably not. And sometimes more. you see on tap is just stretching for that fifth one, especially when check ins are less, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Good point. Uh, so speaking of other people's thoughts on this beer, we should probably do that. Uh, let's go to some untapped users. Chris, you the first one. Yeah, the first one comes from Liam M. Uh, handle is MC Wade. On December 18th, stated, nice and flavorful, hoppy, bitter, all around a nice pour. And Liam gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Nice. Like yeah. yeah. I've got Glenn. Um, handle is Funnelhead. That's an interesting one. <laughs> on December 26th said the following. Pow! A big pinch of citrus. <laughs> I give it a 3.5 out of 5. So again, uh, Glenn and Liam both giving a 3.5 out of 5. And Brett, why don't you start us off with our ratings? Glenn was definitely going through a uh, you know 
roller coaster of emotions there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've had this beer obviously a few times, as you probably have guessed. Um, <laughs> just a thought. Uh, I'm going to stick with my rating 3.5. Again, it's a nice blend, East West Coast styles. But again, it's in the middle in terms of ratings for me as well. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I've also had this beer before. Uh, as you mentioned, Brett, I've actually had it in the 650 milliliter bottle mm-hmm. uh, a, a while ago. So having it a, out of the can is a little different. Yep. Um, but basically, I gave it a 4.25 when I had it out of the bottle. I'm going to go a little bit down to 4.0. A 4.0. All yeah. right. Nice. Um, yeah. So for myself, it is a very interesting beer. Um, we haven't had many of these. I'm going to give it a 3.25. So I'm going to give it a 3.25. The producer also has previously had this out of a bottle, much like you, Chris. Yeah. And as well as a taster. Oh. And gave it a 3.5. So they're going to stick with the can is going to be a 3.5 as well. So 3.5 bottle, taster, can. So it doesn't matter how you get it, as long as you don't get that 3 or 2.64 at a crowler, which is actually (laughs) 3.64. Brett. But hey, hey, he, they had it out of an orange crawler, yes. which is one of the few you see. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So that gives us a team overall score of 3.5625. I feel as though we're probably going to round down to a 3.5. Yes, yeah. I right. would say so. All right, well, let's nail down the second beer. All right, so the second beer that we're having today is called Welder's Flash, which is a white stout. Um, It may or may not have vanilla in it. To Uh, be decided. To be determined, because there's a couple of different versions on Untapped. But this beer won a silver in the smoked beer category at the 2020 Ontario Brewing Awards. So We really haven't had a beer that's been kind of like smoky, right? Correct. I don't think we've had anything in this category before. I don't think so. Yeah. So it comes in at 5.5 ABV and 30 IBUs. So I don't think this comes up a little bit later on, but I, I am kind of curious because the name of this is Welder's Flash. Yeah. And one of the byproducts of Welder's Flash would be kind of this smokiness. I did work in a factory mm. and you get this kind of like this, again, very metallic um, kind of smoke smell. Yeah. smell that comes off of it, right? So I'm wondering if that's kind of this, uh, again, merging between the Welter's Flash and being a smoked beer. Let's look at you, though. Brett, do you have any insight on that or no? Uh, no. Okay. I'm going to let you just uh, talk and then I'll talk. That's good. All right. So this white stout has a full body of flavor with a bold coffee taste. Again, we expect that as it is a stout. Yep. Um, now it does, as it's uh, kind of explained, is it's supposed to have some subtle sweetness from the cacao nibs. Again, cacao, one of the best words to say in the English language. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what kind of comes through there, right? So I don't know if we're going to kind of be expecting this kind of like uh, mirage of, if you will, of, of the smokiness kind mm-hmm. of coming in because it's, it's not kind of dictated in this full body flavor, but we'll see what kind of comes in. Yes, so obviously a white stout, it's different than a regular stout, is created by omitting the dark roasted malt from the grain and replacing them with a brewer choice of either cold steep coffee, cacao nibs, or vanilla beans. So it's usually added to the beer post-fermentation to impart the bitterness and roasted character than a regular stout would have, just mm-hmm. without the color. And sometimes if the brewer wants to, they can add oats, which can add for like a fuller mouthfeel as well. Yeah, and so we have had a white stout on uh, the podcast before, actually from Clifford, which wasn't yep. too long ago. Yes. And so, um, again, we can kind of do this juxtaposition of just um, comparing the two and seeing what Correct. that looks like, whether that's totally. on uh, That one did have almonds, though. 
It did. It did. It which did. You, which you weren't. Which you liked, of. but didn't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was okay. a very confusing time for everybody. <laughs> um, do we want to do the check-ins, or yes. do you want to do that in a bit? I'll, I'll do them. You want to do them now? Yep. All not? right. So uh, on Untapped again, follow us. Uh, this beer has 229 check-ins with a 3.61 rating. Producer Peyton coming in fast with everything. Can 112. Fast and accurate. He's running yes. the no huddle. Yeah. <laughs> Can 112, 3.65. Draft 46 at 3.8. Taster 54 at 3.62. There's also an untapped with a Waldish Flash with cinnamon and vanilla. And we talked about how there's some different variations. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think Chris mentioned that, right? Which we may have in our hands. We're it's not true. Sure. Uh, 16 ratings at 3.98. I'm one of those ratings. Because... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, 15 ratings for Kane at 3.93 because obviously someone did not add the serving style. I remember that one actually came out when they were locked down. So I don't think okay. there'd be any um, ones that would be on a tap for that one. So that's good information to have. Yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, you know what to do, guys. <laughs> do I? Grab that glass. One thing I'm going to Should we mention- pull out on our shield just because you don't know if there's going to be any welder's flash going to this? Well, you know what? The way that's that point. Chris pours this, I'm sure you should put on a welder's shield because <laughs> he's going to get some in his face for sure. Um, one thing to note in the picture when we do this is that uh, our glassware. Um, some of them are going to look a little bit different, and uh, if you spot the knot, let us know and uh, message us on Instagram. But grab that uh, new glassware that you probably got from for Christmas. If you didn't, then somebody doesn't love you. And grab your can and let's open her up. Little, little splash, splish splash. It was taking a bath in my face there. Yeah, wow, there you go, Betty White. Um, you, you you did need your welder's uh, shield yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, they're they're pretty full cans, so we are drinking this white stout out of a nonic pint glass. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Yes, mm-hmm. and I've actually never had a full can of the regular welder's flash. Why is your hand so wet? Because it's oh splish splash. Goodness. I was telling you. That. I looked over your right hand. It you is. See my, you see my left hand? Do you see my shirt? Oh my goodness. So just you've a disaster never, over here. You've never had a full can, so you just had only it in a taste. Split it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, All right. Right. All right. So let's. Uh, you know what? Let's start with on the nose this time. Chris, what do you got? You're getting in there pretty good. Peyton, you uh, put down your notes on the on the nose if you got anything. I get a lot of the maltiness. Um, it doesn't. It, and and then some coffee coming in as well. Yes, I'm getting coffee yeah. and maltiness. Yeah. Tyler? Yeah, I'm, I think that's the same thing. Uh, Peyton's saying no vanilla or the cinnamon, which is true. I think cinnamon is a very, um, uh, maybe pungent's not the word. Maybe it is. Uh, kind of like pungent kind of smell. And I think if you it's, if it's it was strong. in here, it, very strong. Yeah. yeah, if you would have it, you would know it. And I, I think don't think so. we're getting cinnamon, at least on the nose. And with my um, extremely large schnoz, um, I feel like I would smell it. I, yes. I don't, I'm not picking it up. And I think maybe uh, if we look at it, it's one of those things where I think the vanilla is going to be in the taste, or as some would say, on the swallow. Um, versus, you just can't give that up. Right? I know I can't. Like that's it, it was just no, good. I love it. I love that. <laughs> it's just going to be a running gag for the rest of eternity in terms of this podcast. Um, <laughs> but I feel like vanilla is going to be on the taste, not on the nose, because it's not on the nose, right? Yep. So it could be just no. you know the the coffee that's added or. Maybe there's vanilla beans that isn't exactly in the ingredients. Who knows? So we've done nose. Let's do uh, uh, the color. Uh, I'm interested to see what you guys... I have got a comment, but I'll, I'll hold back. Which Does it look like, like a lighter version of the impact? Like... Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I, I would say, yeah, it is It is copper, basically. I would say it's actually darker than like a 
traditional white stout. That's kind of my thought. You took the words out of my mouth. I thought so. So comparing this to, I believe it was um, Spider's Palace, Palace yeah. uh, at Clifford, it was a very white stout. Yes. Very white in color, right? So um, yeah, it's interesting because this, is, this isn't as much. Yes. So shall we? You want to get going, eh? I do. Holy I do. heck. Well, just, I, producer's just like, no huddle, no huddle, no huddle. Let's get going here. Yeah, right. well, that's, <laughs> that's fine. We, the producer, you can calm her down a bit. So let's get into the tasting. How do we feel here? Mm. Lots of coffee coming through for me. Yes, but like in a good way. Like I don't like coffee, but like <clears throat> I find this to be nice, nice and refreshing. The vanilla sits. So is there, are, are we getting the vanilla from it? Do I, we think there's I, vanilla in this one? I, I don't, so here's the thing. I, I, for my tasting, I feel like there, there's a vanilla flavor that sits. Um, on the back end, especially. It just, I'm, I'm getting it right now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it sits there, but it is, again, coffee kind of forward. Um, smooth, I'd, I, I would give it some smoothness. But yeah, I just, I, again, I think it is, it, the vanilla sits there a little bit at, at the end. I actually... Um, Whether or not it's there or not, <laughs> that's what I'm tasting. I can definitely <laughs> understand why this won an award. That's kind of where I'm at. So did this... And here's the thing. This version, yes. This one did win the award, or was it one of the I other variations? I think maybe like last year's version had a little less vanilla than this year's. So this one does have vanilla. You can confirm that. Uh, I can confirm... On the taste. I mean, you also confirmed that you thought that was on the taste. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but that, yeah. I just didn't know yeah. if you had, like, empirical evidence that spoke towards that. Is like, if Phil said that this had vanilla or it, not. It does have vanilla. Okay. So then, there, there no, is. No cinnamon. Yeah, I'm not getting cinnamon. No, I'm one. getting zero cinnamon. Nice. Which is fine with me, because I'm not a huge cinnamon fan. Oh, that's... Cinnamon and black licorice, well, so... You're going to hate February. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take you guys through the top five flavor profiles. So what we're going to do here is the same thing that we always do, and thanks to producer Peyton for putting this together. Uh, number one, coffee. What are you guys getting? Yes. Yes. Definitely 100%. getting a lot of coffee on this one. All right, producer Peyton says, oh, wee wee. Uh, <laughs> number two, we've got a light. Correct. It drinks lighter than what the ABV is provided. Yeah, it, it is light, especially like when you consider it compared to a stout, yep. like a, a normal stout. But when you compare it to like another white stout, it yeah. might not be as light. 100%. Uh, number three, creamy. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, think so. there is some creaminess in this one. Would you be open to changing creamy to the vanilla? And maybe the creaminess comes from the vanilla? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. think so. So, like, maybe both. Kind of interchangeable, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what we get here. So, number four is malty. Absolutely. On the back yeah. end. Yeah, right. see, like, it has maltiness, but when I first smelt it, I thought that you there... You dealt it. <laughs> yeah, I did dealt, dealt it. <laughs> uh, I thought that there would be more maltiness in the taste than I'm actually getting. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And number five, mouthfeel. I don't understand why mouthfeel is, like, a, you know, flavor profile. Yeah, I get I that. Get I, th- I think, it, again, some beers, I think, go above and beyond just like the flavor profile, right? And you do get this kind of sensation within the mouth. Whether, I mean, let's look at thickness maybe, right? Like if right. it was thick, then you feel that a little bit more. If you, and I think it kind of like comes through with this. But this yeah. one is, it's light, so it's not there. Right. Like some beers, you definitely get a mouthfeel. This one, 
I'm not really getting much. And maybe we toss the vanilla in there so it can be creamy and vanilla, right? I think so, yeah. And I think maybe mouthfeel comes more through in like a lactose uh, milkshake mm. beer, kind of. You get yes, that a little bit more. Definitely. I cannot wait for a milkshake stout. Oh, well, I mean, they have milk stouts. But yeah, milkshake. But, but milkshake, maybe. Milkshake. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll Strawberry milkshake stout, come on. This is just it, right? All right, so let's move on to maybe some untapped users and what their thoughts are. Britt, you're going to take the first one. What do you got? Yes, I am. So this one is from Chris D, and his handle is Chris Dolson. Uh, and he lives in Stratford, so look at that. Um, taking <laughs> what, a little What's his address? <laughs> <laughs> Social insurance number, credit card. Yeah. So uh, Chris was taking a little break from all the anniversary weekend shenanigans, so happy belated anniversary, yeah. with a book and a brew. And this will be the broom. Uh, much like a black IPA, he's equally reared out in a good way by the mystery of the taste perception based on what it looks like. It's like purple ketchup. Okay. Purple ketchup. Uh, right? You remember that? Uh, yeah. No. Oh. He rated a 3.25 out of 5. But you know what? I think that's it's that's kind of a nice comparator uh, because we've talked about this before. Is like something could look different but taste the same. fairly similar, yeah. right? You did a blind taste test on this. That's a good point. Right. Yep. Good point. Uh, next one comes from Dale W. Uh, Sorry, what was that? Dale? Dale okay. W. Okay. Uh, handle is winsome. Uh, so, and you lose some. Yeah, you do lose some sometimes. <laughs> so on September, 20, uh, September 1st, 2021, Dale said, smells orange and spice. Taste is not what I expected. And Dale only gave it a one out of five. Dale might have been having a I think he lost some that day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he definitely lost some. So, uh, in terms of our ratings, I'll start us off. So, I have had this beer in the past, uh, and I gave it a three point five, and I'm going to stick with that at a three point five. Uh, I had it in a taster back in the day. I'm going to stick with my overall rating, original rating, I should say, not overall, original yep. of three point five, which will also be overall. Correct. Um, I'm going to go ahead and also give it a three point five. Um, so that's three point fives for three of us, and the producers gonna stick with their uh, original um, back on June twenty first, twenty twenty. In the Brett Pfeiffer favorite lobster glass is actually who where does not had like that. a good lobster glass. That's <laughs> all. Is that lobster glass still alive? Um, it is alive without the handle. Nice. All right. That that was how I knew you were at the cottage with yeah, the lobster glass. It wasn't the check-in at Point Clark. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's the Point Clark <laughs> special. So uh, producer Peyton's going to give it a 3.25. So um, based on the information that was received from you, Brett, um, Peyton was hoping for more of like a vanilla forward kind of uh, flavor on that yeah. one. So Chris, what do we got? Yeah, so overall as a team, that gives us a 3.4375, which we're going to round up to 3.5, which makes sense because three of us gave it a 3.5. Math does add up. Blueprint <laughs> reading, right? Yeah. Uh, so that concludes the review of job site and the beers they provided. I think our shift is almost finished, boys. We're almost there. Coming up, we're going to have a discussion on our uh, New Year's resolutions. So stay tuned for that. Well, 
Well, boys, we did it. We made the first episode of 2022. Here we are. Uh, so it's only fitting to discuss our personal New Year's resolutions. Oh, Lord, baby. So Jesus. for me, I probably <laughs> should uh, start you, first. You want to start? Do you, well, now, do you want to do one at a time, or how do you want to do uh, it? Let's do one at a time. Let's do a nice yeah. little round table, if you will. Sure. Yeah, right? Cool. Um, so the first one, I kind of started towards the end of 2021. I hope to give it up in 20... Or not give it up. Sorry. Hope to continue <laughs> it in 2022. <laughs> is uh, being more active, you know, getting to the gym more often. Often. Pending restrictions. Hopefully things stay open. You're looking uh, good, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, good. I have dropped about uh, 35 pounds. Nice. 35 to 40 pounds since uh, March. Yes. Clap thank on you. that one. Yeah. Attaboy. Uh, yeah. Clap for yourself. Yeah, I will. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, mind if I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So imagine if I give up beer. <laughs> Imagine we wouldn't have a podcast. It'd be the craft connoisseurs, and we talk about how to do arts and crafts. There you go. Uh, do you want Tyler, me, you want me to go next? So here's the thing. We talk about New Year's resolutions. I'm not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. I think that um, everybody's situation is different, and I respect that. Um, I'm a guy who plans three, five, ten years. Uh, I do that. Yes, you have your New Year's resolution for 2032. Yeah, <laughs> consistently. But I don't I don't really plan a New Year's resolution. I did one time where it was a couple of years ago, and I was like, I'm not going to drink Coca-Cola um, as much unless there was alcohol content. So Also, um, the one time... Coca-Cola blew up in his car. Yeah. Hilarious. That's a story for, well, maybe do a producer special on that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm not really a new year's resolution fan, but I support everybody in their endeavors. If that's what you choose to do, and you want to make a, a, a resolution. Now I do have some personal and professional kind of goals that I want to accomplish, whether it's this year or within my three year plan. So I'll go with one and then we'll walk through it as well. Uh, number one, let's do professional. So I want to get my uh, CMO, which is uh, the Certified Municipal Officer, uh, which is a professional designation within the municipal government. You're so wanting to add more letters? I want to change my letters. So I want to go from an AMP, more designations, yeah. AMP to a CMO. So that's one thing I want to do in, in 2022. Wow. <laughs> Rhymes. Uh, Chris, what do you got? Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I don't necessarily make New Year's resolutions. And, you know, ulti- if people, you know, need kind of that, define time as like a new year to start doing something new that's totally fine um for me it's like if i want to do something differently i'll just do something differently um but i'm kind of along the same line so in terms of like professionally i don't necessarily have goals but what i would say is like just continue to do what i'm doing uh from a professional perspective uh improve any way i can um and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's my first one. I believe they call that nice. professional development. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm well, the same. Like, well, obviously, uh, hopefully, you know, pending, again, restrictions, that conferences and all that stuff, networking, all those things get to come back. Nice. To attend those. Uh, next one that I would have is for producer Peyton. Yes. Um, not a huge reader. No, uh, it's not. But his goal is to read 20 books this year. I've been working on the same book for three years. Can he do it? I hope Let's so. take a poll right now. You know what? I've Can got producer Peyton do it? We'll put it on the Instagram yep. and we'll have Peyton update us every once in a while. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't know if he will. Right, what do you <laughs> got for the next one, bud? Uh, so obviously, as most of you guys know, I do play uh, fast pitch softball. Same with Tyler. Um, granted, Tyler had a little bit less of a year last year, you know, restrictions. Yes. Uh, hopefully, a full season can come back around. Uh, in 2022, uh, I need to get back out and train for a, an actual full season. So the last two, three years, literally it was, you know, play catch once, swing a bat once. Oh, first game. <laughs> um, I need to get back into like starting in like the beginning of April and like getting out. So I am ready for the first game come, you know, hopefully beginning of May, middle of May. 
right? There might be a batch report that's interrupted with that, but still, <laughs> that's what matters. Tyler. Very nice. Um, so this might come as a bit of a surprise to everybody, but again, not New Year's resolution, just maybe a goal that's on my three-year plan that I figure I can maybe knock off in 2022. But I want to create an ebook. So I want to do an ebook on wow. um, finance and like an everyday person's journey to kind of like financial independence and, and, and working towards that. So um, I kind of have a, an idea in my head. I want to do maybe this kind of um, series of ebooks, but I want to start off with probably number one is like my financial journey, um, which I know is, is a little bit uh, boring to autistic ales. Sorry, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but that, that's the one I want to start with. And then I have a couple other ones. One of the other ones may be, um, you know, setting up your own podcast and, and helping others along mm. the journey. And, uh, again, kind of building this kind of like passive, in, uh, income kind of empire. It will so. not be on the books for dummies series. No, it's just be like Tyler's no. books. There you go. All right. Maybe Peyton can read them. <laughs> yeah, there, <laughs> there, you go. Go. there you go. He didn't say the size of the book. He, no, <laughs> he yeah, just said true. books. Oh, He's reading all kids' stories. Yeah, the kids' books, going back to Clifford, like Clifford episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so for, for me, um, so I consider myself to be a good parent and, and spouse already, but I think just... Yes, thank you. Um, Shout out to Chris's wife. You're doing an excellent job. <laughs> yeah. uh, the real backbone of the family. Yeah, just just continuing to be, you know, a good parent and a good spouse like everybody. Uh, obviously, there's areas for improvement. So just trying to kind of work on those throughout the year and just always get better. <laughs> I know about you, but I'm the best damn husband there ever is. <laughs> and Tyler becoming a husband this year. Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah, now you're getting married like literally this year. This year, oh, wow. anyway. well, we'll wow. see you how the pandemic treats. <laughs> That's true. That's uh, the plan, anyway. For uh, for Peyton, um, they would like some house renovations, mm. and probably to get their house renovated so they can do more stretching and yoga. Um, for me, last, last one. one, yeah, uh, cooking. Uh, as you guys know, I am not really good at cooking. Uh, the air fryer was probably the best invention for me. Nice. By the way, heated up chicken nuggets and fries from McDonald's. Awesome. You still call them heat ups? Yeah, still call them heat ups. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I so maybe, you know, taking a cooking class, whether it be by myself, with my wife, uh, I just to kind of learn to create things outside the norm. I've tried a couple times. Apparently, Rice Krispies do not work when you're trying to make apple crisp, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story there. There is. Oh, definitely we'll talk is. offline about there that. There definitely one. is. Yeah. <laughs> but like just trying to, you know, not make, you know, grilled cheese, you know, the basics. Right. Go outside the box. Fair Make enough. a full meal. Good. Um, you know what, Brett? I, I know you said about maybe doing a cooking class with, with you. You want to do it together? I, w- I would do a cooking class with you. I'll commit to that right now. We'll put air. that on Instagram Live to with our beer else? <laughs> there you, go. you know what? I think we could do a cook. We shook there on it. There it is. Oh, there you go. Handshake. I would, it's I official. Think we, I think we'll look into it in 2022. I will do a cooking class with you. We'll do some beer pairings. And then and, Chris uh, and producer Peyton can rate our food and our beer choices. Yes. At five. <laughs> and we'll do that. But I would 100% commit to that right now. I will too. Yeah, 100%. And, I don't uh, know where there's going to be one, but we'll figure it out. We'll find one. I think that I think it'd be good. I think it'd be a good one. Chris, what do you got? Yeah. So finally, uh, I'll just say, you know, continuing to be pretty healthy, uh, you know, in terms of working out as well as eating well. Um, I think. Cooking well. Yeah. Joining a cooking class. I, well, we covered this in <laughs> another kidding. episode. I, I probably do a lot more cooking than you guys. 100%. Uh, 100% uh, correct. Certainly more than Tyler. Um, but yeah, like uh, I mentioned before on another episode that I have the Peloton and they've got a bunch of different uh, 
kind of disciplines and in, in terms of different classes that you can do. So just kind of exploring that more. I've been doing some sleep meditations to kind of help me sleep a little bit. So kind of working on that and seeing what other kind of areas there are that yeah. I can explore. And you have the t-shirt to prove it from the Peloton. I do have the t-shirt. So there you go. Yeah. You, you know what? New house, 2022. That's true. New house in two weeks. So Life bigger changes. commute for you. Life, yeah. Life, life <laughs> uh, Brett Hills with Peyton's last one. And then we'll wrap her up. Here. Uh, well, Peyton would like to, again, continue his education. Uh, I don't know what in because I don't know his profession, uh, but he would like to probably add more letters to his name. Well, isn't he a football player? Sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure he's played football before, once or twice, maybe. I don't know. So there we go. I guess we can kind of wrap it up there. We've got some uh, healthy living, uh, healthy cooking skills, professional designations, and just being an all-around great person. And we assume that you guys will be doing the exact same as us because you're all-around great people as well. Um, At the end of the day, that's going to be 2022 for us. We'll keep on talking. Uh, We'll move on to the next one, and we'll say our goodbyes soon. Bye-bye. All right, that's all for today's episode. Thank you again for listening to our first episode in 2022. Yeah, thank you. So keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and favorite Madden cover athlete. There you go. Happy New Year, everybody, from all of us and producer Peyton. I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Connoisseurs.